The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100, and get 100. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo it's a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge, $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all of our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our SGP live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTV brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and as always It's all good baby baby oh, It was all a dream We used to read Blood Horse Magazine I'm your host Chase Sessoms The Wolf of Oaklawn uh, man, I, I think I've said it about three weeks in a row, but we're really getting into the meat of racing season. It's the road to the Kentucky Derby, and this week the road stops in Champa Bay, Tampa Bay, if you want. Uh, I got someone who is uh, just all around champ in life joining me today, Mr. Andrew Capone. Capone, what's up, buddy? Hanging out, uh, excited to see where racing's going. We had the uh, Pegasus, which really kicks off the winter season. Uh, Holy mm-hmm. Bull last week with a little bit of a, a surprise, I think, uh, with that the Mott and Alvarado staying as hot as possible. Right. Uh, I don't think there's anybody hotter than them right now. And now we got Sam F. Davis. Uh, we got one up at Aqueduct, uh, El Camino Real, and really just getting into that that meat of the season where we're really seeing horses that might not have raced yet in their uh, in their three year old campaign, and they're stepping up. It's really it, it's the I don't know. I guess we're in the autumn with the Sam F. Davis, the autumn of the Florida racing season uh, wraps up with the with the Florida Derby. Uh, you, you're mentioning heat. Uh, some news that might have gotten lost in the shuffle. Uh, our boy Andrew Capone here received an honorable mention uh, for media with the uh, in the Eclipse Awards. Let's that's some heat right there. Congratulations, buddy. Good. You're doing great stuff with Horse uh, Racing Nation. And uh, I, I think you might even have some new stuff coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get that for a phenomenal interview with Jackie Davis when she won for her father up at Saratoga. Um, it was her first win, and winning for her father was a, a big price. It was a great interview. Um, I got a new show with Horse Racing Nation, uh, Five Minute FaceTime. I FaceTime jockeys, catch them off uh, on surprise a little bit, and uh, we just uh, BS for about five minutes and get to know a little bit more about them and, and what they do outside of racing, what they do to prepare, and about what their life is like as being a professional equine athlete. You know, there's one thing that I can say for Capone, and I do mean sincerely, is ever since I've known Andrew Capone, he has been a fantastic advocate for jockeys, Uh, you know, really a big fan of them, really wants them all to be their most successful and really does some some cool work and gets therefore gets some some great access for some great interviews. So that's going to be worth checking out. You know, I had a sound drop pulled up, but I I ended up not clipping it because thought it might uh might not go over well which was uh joe pesci going off on uh <laughs> going off on robert de niro about what the fuck are you doing on tv anyway don't you know all the folks back home think you went batshit um 
So instead of clipping it, I just instead did the did the bit for you. Um, you are welcome, America. All right. So we're gonna be talking the we're talking Sam Davis Day. Uh, I think you pronounce the F. I think it's Sam Davis. Um, but let's talk about how we're gonna look at the late pick five. Uh, let's talk about first. Uh, you know, track bias first. You know. Capone has his great reports through Horse Racing Nation. I personally, I, I'll zip to the last page of the Brisnet, uh, try to look at their their track bias ratings. I want to compare notes here and see if we're saying, seeing the same thing, which is the inside and early speed seems to be dead. Uh, that's what everything Briz uh, told me. What do you, uh, what did you get out of uh, Horse Racing Nation's track bias reports? So I go back to the uh, the last fifty days and you know fifty races, sorry, and that's sort of where. I find my bread and butter seeing what's going on in the track. Um, you know, I'm a little bit different than you, to be honest with you. When I'm looking at Tampa right now and I'm looking at the last 50 races, sprints, on or within one length of the lead at first call, we have 57% of winners right now. So we're definitely want to be on those sprints. You want to be up there. I mean, within one length of the first call, you know, you got to think that only one horse out of that 50 has closed from four lengths or greater. So I think you, you want to be in, the, in that on the lead or stalking pace on those sprints. And when we go to routes, you know, they, they don't run as many routes at these distances where it's usually a mile and, and 70 or mile and 80 yards. You know, we have nine furlongs here for the Derby prep. Um, when we're looking at the routes, we're, we're still seeing it pretty far up there. When we look at the last um, 60 races, we're, we're, we're seeing not one horse is closed yet. So, yes, you can come off a little bit. There, there's quite a number of horses, about 60 percent are coming off of the off of that lead. But we have no horses that have closed yet from four lengths or greater at first call. So you definitely have to be a little tighter that 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 on the leader stalking pace. Um, inside has been back and forth. You know, Briz Briz data is a little bit longer than mine. I look to look for more recency bias, but it's definitely been uh, inside has been back and forth. Sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's not. See now what Cap- what Capone is talking about is what I actually advocate for whenever you have time to do do so is check out what's going on recently. Uh, these long haul, you know, track bias stats, they can be useful. They can be very useful, but you can also really catch on to things that are going on right now and bet them right now instead of betting things that happened in the past. And you can end up catching some really good prices, it seems, if you just really kind of pay attention to uh, the short haul versus the, the long haul. Now, you were kind of talking about ticket structure before we uh, before we hopped on. You were kind of saying, you know, it's it's a smaller track. But you've got some of the, uh, let's put quotes around it, super trainers heading in. And so it could really cause a little bit of chaos uh, when, when we talk about, uh, you know, horses to bet and horses to include in these pick five sequences. How did you figure you were going to attack this pick five sequence from a t- ticket structure standpoint? Well, exactly, Jason. When I'm looking at something like this where I have a track with trainers coming in that aren't really based there, they have some super horses. we got Breeders' Cup horses coming here. You know, this is this is the type of situation where I think you really need to look at, at weighting your opinions. And for my ticket that I'm putting together today for our late pick five on Tampa, on Sam S. Davis Day, I'm going to be playing an AC ticket, meaning that all my A's, I'm going to be weighting them. Uh, in this case, I'm going to be paying them for $3. And then I'm going to be playing my AC ticket, which is uh, four A's and one C for a dollar. So that gives me the opportunity to really, if I do does chalk out and we do get a lot of these bigger time trainers coming and winning, I'm going to be hitting it for six times the base amount. Um, and if we do an opportunity, I catch one of these C's, which I think will be a little bit of a longer price. I'm going to get something there where I'll have it two times for a dollar, but that C should bring some big value into the ticket. I like it. I like it. Uh, it's, 
you know, going the, the multi-ticket strategies is a lot of times the way to go. I always like to try to find that one sequence that I really want to invest in with the multi-ticket. Um, yeah, I, I like the AC because I do like the planning for chaos. Speaking of planning for more chaos, we're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. When we come back, we're going to jump all into Sam F. Davis Day, the late pick five. We will be right back. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's build-your-own-bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. The show's free. You'll be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, where my sound drops. There we go. I'm going to throw my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. And we're going to try to get notoriously paid here with this late pick five at Tampa Bay for Sam F. Davis Day. Kentucky Derby points are on the line. Uh, it's a pretty good little sequence. Four stakes races in a very competitive main special weight race. Starts in race seven, post time 327 Eastern, 227 God's time. And that is this Saturday, February 11th, 2023, year of our Lord. Let's look at race seven, six furlongs. It's a $50,000 minaret stakes now i kind of leaned into the uh what i saw from the briz track bias so we might end up a little bit different here but go ahead and hit me with your uh with your a's and let me know why they're a's so looking at six four longs exactly using the ttt tool the track trends tool from horse racing nation look at the last uh, 50 races here and, and i really want to be uh up on the pace here so i'm going to start off with uh, my first a which is going to be the two horse my destiny coming out of a stakes race at Delta Downs, everybody's favorite. Um, a little bit more of a bull ring there. I think this horse can have an opportunity here with a little more run up to that first turn. Um, I, I, I really think this is going to be the inside speed and it's going to have a good opportunity to get out front there. Uh, I'm a big believer in time form when it comes to these pace figures. I think last time it ran into uh, a little bit of a contested pace up, to, uh, a little bit of a contested pace up front, gained a little bit of pressure, had the ability to stride out at the end, putting its top time form figure on that last quarter there. I'm going to look at this two here, making improvements every single race. We've seen the time form number jump up eight points, seven points. I think there's an opportunity for this horse to jump up at another five or six points, get in that 112, 114, 115 area. Um, I think this inside speed is going to be pretty good. So that's going to be one of my A's. My second A, which is going to be a surprise because it's not going to be the, the, the probably heavily favored three to five that we're going to see out of this race here. I'm going to move to the outside a little bit, and I'm going to move to the eight horse. Um, this a horse has been improving in every single its last three races, you know, keep continuously stepping forward. Um, it, it is coming, step, making a step up in class here, but I was very impressed with that work there. Two back, um, uh, 
Previous this last race, it had a very nice work, came out and fired well. Ran a nice work on January 28th at Gulfstream Pork, four furlongs in 47 and three. Um, continuously moving forward. I, I like the opportunity here. Uh, Delgado has been clipping at 27% lately. Uh, he just seems like he's putting horses in the right position. I don't know how he's doing it with some of these horses, but they're getting there. Uh, so I, I like this opportunity here for the eight coming off the pace a little bit, maybe two or three back at first call using that outside position uh, and not having to worry about that, that two on the inside who should just clear. So I think this is going to be somewhere on the upfront. So I'm going to look at two and eight as my A's here. So my ticket is kind of built like a pyramid. Uh, it's really kind of that backwaduct Belmont face with the aqueduct booty, you know, real thick finish. Uh, so for this first race, I'll tell you what, I ended up. Um, yes, I'm, yes, I'm saying I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now- and I'm mingling with a single, with the five. Yeah, I'm doing it. Caramel swirl. I I figured you had to use this horse or you had to, you had to just completely toss it. And I decided that I'm going to start it off with a single. Uh, for one, won the Raven run at Keeneland running against a track, bri- uh, against a track bias. Uh, Keeneland, you really wanted to be uh, up towards the front. This horse came from three and a half back uh, at the first call, three and a quarter back at the second call, and then won it by a head. Uh, I, I've been, you know, trying to upgrade horses, uh, and it's worked well for me uh, that look like they've run against biases, especially with what I remember from that Keeneland meet. Then let's talk about what happened at Saratoga in the Ballerina. The horse ran, a, I'll call it a game second uh, against Goodnight Olive, but the horse broke from post number three, and what was the, the rhyme all summer when it comes to seven furlongs at Saratoga, one through three is dead to me. Four or more, big fucking score. Uh, so the horse ran a game, you know, a game race from that inside post. Uh, I, I like that the horse has the ability to run from off the pace a little bit. I mean, it doesn't typically let the race get that far in front of him. Usually hangs about a length, length and a half back. It's going to put it in a good spot, uh, closing up the middle of the track. And I mean, Bill Mott and Godolphin. Go Dolphin, because that's my Dolphin. I really like uh, you know, th- this horse to just kind of handle business as, as the single here. I mean, I, I hear you on that. It's got Junior Alvarado up as well. Um, I use the B as a defensive. I use the, the five as a defensive C here. Um, I just think tightening up to that six furlongs is going to be a different game changer for this horse. I like how you said it came off the pace in the middle of the track, but we're talking about a furlong less here. And where the six furlong breaks from on Tampa, that turn's going to come up a little bit faster than it's used to from that seven furlong. So it's going to be have to be a little bit closer. And I, I think I don't know if it has that front end speed to really hold with them. I'm going to be using that five as a C here just to keep my ticket alive in case it chalks a little bit there. And then I'm going to look a little further outside. I'm going to take a, a peek at this nine. And uh, this is one of those horses where you got to put your fingers up in front of you and, and squint a little bit and take a look. But I think this nine at 20 to one is must include as a C. Um, I think this horse you know, ran a really nice race last time out at, at um, Tampa. I go three back uh, at Delaware Park. I think the horse ran a really nice race of five and a half. You know, six maybe is going to be a little bit, but this horse is going to be breaking from the outside. It's not going to have to worry about too much traffic. Um, I think this is an opportunity for this horse to stick stick right off and, and maybe get there for a big score. So I'm going to use the five and nine as, def- as, as defensive seas in case this blows up here. It's uh, You forgot to mention the optical illusion uh, that is the final turn at Tampa Bay Downs. When a horse comes out of that that final turn and then suddenly just looks like it's five lengths ahead after it's only been up by like a half length, I have no it's it's the upside down. I have no idea how it does you know turns into a magic eye poster like that. 
All right. Capone's got you covered with the A's and C's. I'm with the single there. Let's move it on. Let's look at race eight, the six furlong. $100,000 Pelican stakes. And the first question has to be, are you a Pelican or a Pelicant? Pelicant. Okay, that's fair. All right. Uh, you know, typically I think if you use the chalk here that you should probably make it a single. I'm going to get into the defensive chalk game in this one. But let's hear it. A's and C's. How'd you have it uh, lined out, Capone? My 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 two A's here are pretty interesting. Uh, one is the chalk, and one is a little bit of a price. But uh, I think up front, uh, if this five doesn't get a clear up to the front, I think this there's a good opportunity for this six to just lead them around again. I I want a horse that's going to be on or within one length of the lead at first call. Um, I thought the, the the speed figures on this six on the five are continuously improving. I I'm afraid that Mr. Prospector race. At seven furlongs last time out, might have been a top for the horse. Uh, again, cutting back to six furlongs here. We saw it at six furlongs uh, 48 days ago at Churchill Downs. Didn't get there. Um, was, uh, was was trying to uh, – six furlongs was trying, was trying. Burnt off a little bit on the front end, running a 126 on that first quarter. Going two back to the Phoenix uh, – three back, sorry, to the Phoenix at Keeneland. Had Junior Alvarado up there, who is up this coming Saturday. Horse just really didn't fire there. Um, and, and I don't didn't take too much out of that race. I think this nine to far is way too generous for this horse here. Um, I'm going to use include as my A because the speed figures are there, but uh, I really do like the horse just outside of it, Dr. Oscar. Um, I think this horse ran a very nice horse with the bias, which we should be running with on Saturday, 29 days ago at Tampa. Uh, came, came ran a 113, which it ran also three back. Um, this horse. Could be there as long as this bias stays. I think it's really good, and I really want to take note of that January 29th work. It was very impressive. Three out of 108, running four furlongs at Tampa and 48 flat. Um, I, I watched that that work on XBTV, and, and it was impressive. So I I agree with you uh, with the five Sibelius. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too deep into it. The only other horse I use with the seven uphold the law. Uh, that's a horse that I, I really have no interest in win betting Sibelius, but if I'm going to be win betting this race, I will be win betting uphold the law. It was eight to one on the morning line. Uh, I, I, the horse is going to be very close to the early pace. Uh, if you look at the horse's record, I mean, it's four or five for Michael Stidham. That one loss was the time that it tried to get out and duel on the front end. So I anticipate seeing this horse sit just off of it a little bit wide stocking trip once again i decided to lean into middle of the track kind of trips uh and i mean can he handle being thrown into the or can uh yeah he the gelding be thrown into uh the deeper waters of stakes racing and handle it i, I think it's possible because if you look at what this horse has done outside of that time it was dueled out at colonial ground at colonial downs the the horse is literally you know, done nothing wrong. So I, I, I'll take done nothing wrong four out of five times uh, against tougher here and get it at a little bit of a price. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my C's. I think the seven is, is definitely included in C. Um, and the one horse I would take a, a quick look at um, that I'm also going to include in my C is we can go keep going a little bit outside. I, I, I feel like I'm ending up with some outside horses here, but let's take a look at this, this number 10 here, Gatsby. Um, 10 to one in the morning line, Louis I is up. Horse come, uh, was in a protected stakes at uh, Gulfstream Park, Florida bred, four-year-old four year and over last time out, running six furlongs. Was actually on a uh, on, on quite a bit of a, uh, a – against the bias that day. For a rarity, Gulfstream Park was backing up on sprints. Um, 
good opportunity there. I think this horse is going to have the opportunity to sit outside two, maybe three back. Um, has raced against Willie Boy, Willie Boy before, who's also in this race. I just think with Luis Saez here, you know, ran with it last time out, made a nice little run. Uh, I think there's an opportunity if this horse has that speed bias again, um, as a lot running against the bias like last time. There's 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 a chance here to get it uh, all the way up. It rode the rail all the way around last time last, and it was a uh, was pretty dead rail. So this horse can stay with the bias. This uh, five year old. Gelding has a good opportunity here from the outside. At 10 to 1, I'm going to include in my C's. So on that ticket for race number two, I'm going to be going 5-6 as my A's and 7-10 as my C's. I like it. Well, we are two races in. We've got three more to go, which includes the thrilling Sam Davis. We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious OTV. When we get back, we'll be jumping into the Suncoast Stakes Race 9. Stick around. And also make sure to sign up on the SGPN app and get your own big game bingo card full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get bingo, you win $57 SGPN gift card. Only cash is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. And in honor of the big game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. Winner will get $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN store. All our contests are free to play exclusively on the SGPN Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are talking Tampa Bay 5. We've got Andrew Capone of Horse Racing Nation here with us. I I, I kind of think that I'm going to use these track bias stats I have to to try to beat a heavy favorite here. Are you, are you with me? Are you going to try to beat the number one Wonder Wheel who is installed as your even money favorite? Ah, I'm sorry, sorry, Chase. I'm I'm two singles the next two races, and I'm going to be a chalk eating weasel here. I think Wonder Wheel is going to be much the best here. Not the greatest trip last time out, and still came up to win in that Beaters Cup Juvenile. The way Mark Cassie's been talking about it, those works have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I honestly don't see this horse. You know, came from pretty far back last time after a really fast up front. I think this horse has the opportunity from the inside post to sit on the leader, maybe one or two off and just walking around. Yeah, I, I decided I, I was going to get bold. I'm going to try to to beat. And I used uh, one, not really price, but uh, a big price here. Uh, let's go ahead and start with that one, the seven, fast-tracked. Uh, to me, it just, I don't know, it seemed like from a pace standpoint, it kind of worked. The horse should be out wide where I want horses to be in these races, as I've stated over again. And the 20 to one morning line offsets the gamble that the horse, you know, will actually like to, because that's going to be a big thing is that this horse is stretching out for the first time after going one turn to Laurel twice. Uh, but with big improvement last out from a speed figure standpoint, didn't look like it was really pressed whenever it broke the maiden. I mean, it's definitely deeper waters, but the juice is definitely worth the squeeze at 20 to one. And then I'm going to use the 11 Julia shining. Um, I think Julia Shining could possibly be single for me, but singling this type of horse, a deep closer, uh, especially after what Capone has been telling me, uh, is really fucking risky. So I, I like having the, the protection of the longer shot uh, that, that I used with Fast Tracked. I mean, and Pletcher could have a big day here. I, I mean, you could have a Pletcher double. You could feasibly have a Pletcher double starting with Julia Shining in this race. And, I mean, the horse has been working really pace setup is there. Uh, but... Can the horse close? So that's why I went too deep with seven and eleven. 
Interesting. Both your horses there coming off of muddy tracks or sloppy tracks last time out. Have you looked at the weather for Tampa tomorrow? Supposed to supposed to be a little bit rainy, just a touch. Oh. Uh, not so, not sure. I mean, there's going to be know, a little I, bit of rain. I was unfortunate that when I handicapped the sequence, the last thing I did was check the weather. Um, so I, I'm gonna be hoping if to it's stay with a fast track, I I'm I'm going to uh, if, if it doesn't look like it's going to be wet at, the, wet at that point, I'm actually sending Barry Spears down with a uh, just a hose to just kind of muddy it up at some points to hope that works in my favor. But yeah, that did pay, play a little bit into it that we might get a little bit of weather, uh, and you know it looks like it was more of a chance later in the day. So seven eleven fast track to Julia Shining. Looks like Capone leaned it into Wonder Wheel, who uh, the very deserving uh, even money favorite to start this. But Kentucky Derby points are on the line. More than likely, a horse that we all fall in love with and is a uh, Kentucky Derby wise guy horse that doesn't run a lick because that seems to happen a lot in the Sam F. Davis uh, and the Tampa Bay uh, Derby. Eight and a half furlongs, $250,000 Sam F. Davis stakes. It's a grade three. Your favorite's Danny Gargan's rims and winner. Uh, WNL, number seven. Uh, another one where I'm trying to beat favorites, so I can just continue to spread. I ended up three deep. I'm singled here, single A. I'm going WNL. Woo! Um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's been working with Tex. Favorite of million dollar horse winner, uh, earnings winner, a horse that's been doing great. Um, it's been working with tax, and and I that just shows me the confidence. I was there for the Remsen Stakes. I've actually videoed videoed uh, Jose Ortiz and interviewed him after he got off, and he said that is one of the best horses I've ever ridden. Um, that was confidence for me, and, and it seems like every time they add a little distance, the horse just keeps on fighting. Um, got a little bit of kickback last race, not too much. Um, got a lot of kickback the race before that when it was on a sloppy track. Both races come off are on sloppy tracks. If we do get a little moisture tomorrow, I think this is just an absolute hammer single for me. I, I really like this horse. I really like its workmates. I think the numbers are right there. Um, and I, I, th there's a good opportunity that this horse uh, can just sit right behind that 10 off the break, wait its position, get to the far turn, make a middle move, and just go. So I, I went three deep trying to beat – WNL. Uh, I went with two off-pace horses and another, uh, you know, that could that could close up the middle of the track. And the other is, uh, I'm calling it the speed of widely drawn speed. Maybe not the speed of speed in the race, but the speed of the horses that are going to be out wide where I want them to be. Let's start with one of the off-pace horses, the number nine champion's dream. Uh, I think that the tempo of this race will be ample. Uh, champion's dream has made the closing move against graded stakes level competition before. And, uh, you know, Mark Cassie took over from Danny Gargan before the last attempt, and it ran a very good second after the bump at the gate. Uh, the next one, this was my my speed of widely drawn speed, the 10, Dreaming Kona. Uh, the, the horse either wants to be very close to the lead or right on it. And, you know, with the way the paths shake, shape up whenever I project out this pace, it looks like the horse will be the, the horse that's out towards the lead, that's out wide, that's running on what I hypothesize will be the better part of the track. And, I mean, the horse went wire to wire in the Presque Isle debut. It's hard to go wire to wire on that synthetic surface. And last but not least, what could be the second half of the the uh, Todd Pletcher double, the 11 litigate at 5-1, to one. Uh, I think that this is the most likely winner of, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, 
of the race just because there there seems to be so much pace and I could see this just absolutely falling apart for Lidicate, his uh blame Colt uh from Centennial Farms. He's got Luis Saez up. I always perk up when I see Saez paired with Pletcher. So uh I'm I'm gonna give it the shot. You know, I, I hope that the horse takes to two turn racing, but uh I feel like I'm spread out quite a bit compared <laughs> Spread out, not really in comparison to where how much I'm going to be spread out in the finale. Uh, but, yeah, I w- I'm three deep here, whereas Capone was the single. All right. Yeah. One, I'm, go, go I'm excited to see this racing, though. You know, we don't have IRAD. He's still suspended. So this is a rare derby prep where there's no IRAD or T's present. That's uh, That means anything can happen. Like, in the words of Kevin Garnett, anything is possible at this point uh, whenever you have IRAD out because uh, – you know, he has made definitely made a career out of winning big races, and there's some big races on this card. So who knows? Let's talk race eleven, the money leg here. All right, race eleven, eight and a half furlongs. This is how we close out with a twenty-seven thousand dollar main special weight on the turf, and this race is a murderer's row of connections. I'm talking Clarevic. I'm talking Go Dolphin because that's my dolphin. I'm talking Peter Brandt. I've stayed incredibly skinny because I knew I was going to have to spread the hell out very wide in this race. I'm using eight horses. Uh, somehow, I actually think Capone's using more than I am. What was your strategy for this final race? Uh, my strategy here is, you know, if you take a look at the uh, Horse Station Nation first-time starter report, I think they put out a phenomenal product here. And it's really gave me the ability to be more aggressive when it comes to first-time starters, looking more at the sires. Um, looking at a little bit of the workouts and, and wh- where they were at OBS sales and such. Um, so I'm going to take an opportunity. I'm going to have three A's, and all three A's are going to be the first-time starters, three, five, and ten. So I'm going to take the three, the connections, everything lines up for this to be a first-time starter winning this race. I'm going to be three, five, ten here as my three A's. And, you know, if we do get alive and we have four A's in a row in the ticket, it costs me only $12 more to add all as C's. So I'm going to have three A's and all the rest C's. I'll get some scratches down. So a little bit, make it a little bit cheaper, but if I make it through my A's beating the five in the first leg and then hitting all my A's straight down, including two singles, I really want the opportunity to be alive to all here. In this case, on my hundred dollar ticket, it'll put me alive to a dollar. See, this is, this is part of structuring out your ticket in an AC sort of manner. Cause I managed to balloon my price, but I, I had eight horses here. So I'm going to just run down the line and give a quick synopsis. Uh, number one, Little Miss Moonlight could be the speed of speed. The three, Cirilla, uh, Clement, and Rosario, not going to mess with it. The five, Financial Advice, Clarevic and Chad Brown, not going to mess with it. The six, Juniper's Moon. Uh, Detro spots his ho- horses up really well on turf, and it's getting first lay six. The seven, in the no, uh, equipment changes and med changes for those. Uh, then... We had the eight, just a splash. Once again, Dutro, plus equipment changes and med changes. The nine, Coffee House, Go Dolphin, because that my dolphin. And the ten, Lovers Rock, Peter Brandt, Chad Brown. I don't know if I'm lazy or what the deal is, but I, I went ahead and I threw threw a friggin' dart there. Uh, actually, I threw eight darts. So I was one, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to close it out. I ended up with a $48 ticket at a 50 cent base. Uh, Capone, you want to give us your uh, A's and C's for this? Okay. Uh, for the entire so sequence? Entire sequence. Uh, all A's playing for a $3 base. 2-8, over 5-6, over 1, over 7, over 3-5-10. Uh, 
And then my C's for this sequence, I have C's in leg number one of five and nine, C's in leg number two of seven, ten, and C's in leg number five, all the remaining horses. Um, $100 ticket waiting, waiting all A's for $3 and a four A's with one C for a dollar. There we go. I was $48 total at the 50 base with the single five in the first leg, uh, five, seven in the second leg, seven, 11 in the third, nine, 10, 11 in the fourth. And to close it out, one, two, five, seven, eight, nine, 10, eight horses deep. Hopefully I get to that last leg. Woo. My T just backed up on me. Hello burp there. All right. Hopefully I get to the last leg alive and I'm alive to eight horses. If I do bet on all those other horses, cause they are the most likely to win that's gonna do it for us here at the notorious otv thanks again to andrew capone capone what up you got anything going on that we need to plug no nothing really i'm gonna be uh heading to uh, aqueduct this weekend and then uh, i'm off a little bit and then off to saudi arabia for the saudi world cup Ooh, that's nice i had not heard you're going to that yet that's kick-ass uh let us know how that goes uh for for legal reasons i'm not allowed in saudi arabia again so i need you to take uh ample notes that's going to do it and for I wanna, us. Athens, I want to say one, go one thing, if, if you can. Tomorrow, one of your guests that comes on quite a bit, Barry Spears, is going to be hosting. Barry is one of the best handicapping guys to ever listen to. Not just picks. He's just hilarious. He puts it all out there. Um, it should be phenomenal. I love that he's getting an opportunity there to be up at TVG. Yes, absolutely. Check out Barry tomorrow on TVG, the Michelangelo of the crying Michael Jordan. All right, now that is going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTV. We will catch you next time. See you later.